welcome to the Day and Night Podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about Grammy nominations, um, winners from the American Music Awards, and then maybe some Christmas plans. Um, I'm Savannah Evanoff, the Features Reporter here. I'm Brenda Schaffner, the Features Editor here. I'm back, guys. <laughs> you hear that voice that says Stringer. Uh, I'm uh, taking a break from armchair quarterbacks, which I've been... I've been missing because we've been recording the same day as y'all, and we've been going on location a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't, I haven't been able to make it on here, which I miss y'all, but I'm back, so we're Yay. good. Seth is a slave to sports. Yeah. So. <laughs> not, not today, right? We're excited to have him back, and today we're kind of goofing around because we might be the least prepared podcast in this region. <laughs> but we not did true, try to look true. over the Grammy nominations and the winners from the American Music Awards to talk to you kind of about what we thought. Um, clearly for the Grammy nominations, which is, I think, where we should start, Jay-Z and Kendrick Lamar are just, like, all over this list. Um, it looks like Jay-Z got eight nods for his album 444, um, and then Lamar had seven for Damn. Damn. (laughs) That's all you can say. That's actually a reaction to it. (laughs) Um... Seth seems to be kind of our leading expert on Kendrick Lamar, so I want to hear just what you think of um, him and well, why a, he's getting seven Grammy nominations. Well, I am his um, target, you know, 31-year-old white guy from, from the suburbs. <laughs> um, right. Uh, my brother was funny because he posted Instagram um, maybe in April, May when it came out. Uh, his album came out and he got signed and everything like that. So it's it's a family thing. Um, I like Kendrick. I'm really happy that the Grammys are kind of open up to rap. Um, yeah. Because I feel like and I feel like Kendrick, he's labeled himself the the greatest rapper in today's music. I think like pretty much everybody has said that. It's a kind of a it's like MJ and in, in basketball, Michael Jordan. Um, but he's just so fluid and his messages. He tells stories. Um, you know, one of his one of his. I like how his song list, everything was like period, period, period after everything. It's like love, period, humble, period, DNA, period, Duckworth, period. So it's kind of like he's making, you know, it's like when you text somebody, period. It's like you, you're kind of, it's not just a throwaway something. It's like you're actually thinking about it. Right. But, but he's so fluid and, and I really like, I, the first song I heard that was humble. And it, it's, he's not humble, but he's telling people to be humble and listening to his music. And his message during the song is basically him held him holding himself accountable and telling and telling other people to you know kind of embrace just themselves. Right. Uh, you know I think there's a there's a lyric in there that talks about um, you know Richard Pryor letting his throw out women letting their stretch marks just like out you know no Photoshop right. things like that. So it's not a typical rap message. It's not like yeah his, his videos probably you know they have like you know, big butts and like women, you know, and guys too, but it's like the the message to the song is the songs I think are are just, I don't know, I mean, they're inspiring. Well, I want to talk for a minute about what you said about target audience. I know you kind of said that as a joke, but I want to talk about that in a serious way because I was trying to listen to Kendrick Lamar. I say trying because I, I didn't completely succeed, mostly because I was working at the same time, but um, obviously he focuses a lot on, um, you know, racial tensions and things like that. And I just kind of wonder what your thoughts are on basically, I hate to say this, but being a white person listening to this, because it isn't the target audience when you think about it. You know, we really aren't. And sometimes I almost like 
there's another rapper that I really love named JB, and he recently had an album called Black Future. And so much of it, you know, was about, like, the discrimination he's faced in life. And it almost felt wrong for me to listen to it. Not because I can't appreciate it, or I don't respect what he's saying, but because it really isn't aimed for me. The the problem I have with rap music, and I was a kid who listened to like NWA uh, when I was when I was young, living in Oklahoma. Right. Like that is not I like that. You know, like a ten year old white kid is not supposed to be listening to NWA. Um, but I listened to to this music and and, and NWA and, and anything back in the day. Um, you know, Dre and Snoop and all that. And I listen to it knowing that I'm white and I don't I can't be singing that stuff. I can't be singing some of those lyrics because that's not mine. You right. Know? Like I can't and I can't be windows down, bumping it, you know, and, and, and acting like I'm someone I'm not. Right. The thing I love about uh, Kendrick is, you know, I can I, I hear the message he's saying and whatnot and I can sing along to most of it. And you know, I can I can white boy rap it or whatever like that. But I also it, it just it kind of gives me a, a peek into um, black culture, and it, it sounds like it sounds like it's it's actually not perpetuating bad stereotypes. It's it's just enlightening people, so people right. can actually hear the lyrics. They can hear what he's talking about. They can they can um, not so much. It's not just like it's not just like radio um, rap, you know, where you're just That's like true. it's demeaning people and it's just got that one hook. Right. It, it doesn't have that. It's very like I said, it's very fluid. Just the whole way through. There's not the, like that big hook in his songs. Uh, Jay Z's the same way. Like I was listening to his album and man, I mean, as a white guy, like I can't sing along to that stuff. Like he's tapping into a very serious issue for him. You know, he's talking about light skin and dark skin black people and right. like that. I'm like, whoa, like. <laughs> like, Mind blown, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I think white people should listen to that, but they should also listen to it with, you know, knowing their place. With the right perspective. Yes, yeah, with the right perspective. Okay. And, and you cannot sing, like, I really am offended when people say, when especially rap music, when white people sing the N-word. Like, you don't do that. It's not, it's not acceptable. You know, like, right. a lot of black people don't feel like it's acceptable for them to sing it. You can't sing it, you know? I don't, I don't care if it's them saying it, you know, or if it's, right. if it's popular. See so your theory, okay. I was just kind of wondering your answer to my question, but it sounds like for you it's about listening to it with the right perspective. I sometimes listen to it with this thing like, man, I can't identify with this at all. Like, Or sometimes if there's, like, I get a little, like, upset if there's, like, a lot of violence, like, in songs. Like, for me, that's a little crossing a line yeah but um listening to it with the right perspective i think is a good way to put it but i mean and and not to go off but childish gambino is kind of the, the same way like taps to a lot of um uh, when he's also up for album of the year yeah and donald glover i love donald glover i loved atlanta but i mean he his stuff is slow it's very mood kind of rap um but it's it's very i mean it's a lot of statements in there and i feel like this year they're kind of sending a message that's saying you know, like like Queen Bee has come out with some really strong stuff for black women, but the but the black rappers now now are being rewarded for kind of going out more on a limb and being like, you know, hey, I'm gonna slow it down a little bit. You know, right. we're still gonna hit hard, but at the same time, it's more about the message, not the not the know. beat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting too for album of the year. You've got Childish Gambino, Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar. Bruno Mars, and then Lord. I mean, you know, there's an obvious outlier in there being Lord's melodrama, mm -hmm. um, because that's definitely more of a, um, I mean, I'm going to say electro-pop. Yeah, um, it's like the elf in the room. <laughs> it, I mean, it is. 
And, and it's cool because, like you said, there's obviously, like, they're giving a nod to this genre of music, so that's really interesting. But it's also, you know, coming from me, a woman's perspective, um, you know, there's only one female in there, so... Yeah, maybe they're, I mean, like, the Oscars getting so much crap about, um, you know, really being white. <laughs> and maybe, you know, maybe other award shows are catching on, too, and saying, there's a lot of good music out there, and it's not just, it's not just, like, the T-Swifts and things like that, you know, it's... You definitely see, too, a lack of female rappers. I mean, you know, you talk about the genre and then the gender as well, you know, there's not a huge representation of that, and I'm not sure if that's just lack of... <laughs> them out there or you know just lack of being acknowledged well, and what bothers me about uh women rappers is like they're they're constantly giving crap about if they're too sexual if they're embracing their bodies it's like it's like like this is the rap game is always you know is, is always kind of used women as a prop right. and like these women are like suddenly taking you know i mean they're taking you know full like use of their body and saying hey i own this and i'll i'll mark this however i want and, right. you know, I'm a good rapper. Like, this is what I'm going to do. It's like, let them, let them do what they want. You know, like, guys aren't doing, you know, like, when, when Tupac was, like, shirtless and, like, had, like, his legs, his uh, pants down to his legs and, you know, was, had his boxers out. Like, no one was saying anything about that, you know? Right. Like, uh, it's so funny you say that because I was watching the video for that song, Just a Girl by No Doubt, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and it's got Gwen Stefani and she's talking about, you know, how women are always, you know, they're just girls and they mm -hmm. can't do basically what guys can do and... Um, but in the shirt, she has the best abs I've ever seen on oh, a yeah. human. But she's very, you know, she is sexual in that way. But, you know, she just really owns it. And I, I yeah. felt like that was such, like, a good representation of both, like, owning your body, but then also, like, standing for women's rights. So, anyways, just kind of getting off on a tangent. But, Brenda, you had mentioned that you noticed a major underrepresentation of women in these Grammy nominations. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, not only in the Grammy nominations uh, that came out this week, but in the uh, American Music Awards that were presented last week. Uh, and uh, as, as I was telling you, what concerns me about this, in both cases, um, last week during the AMAs, most of the awards went to men, but then in the day after stories, everyone was singing praises for all the women who owned the performances that night. And let me tell you, there were some amazing performances. And I'm just going to say right off the top, Pink just blew my mind performing on the side of a building. Um, but she, she always has theatrics, <laughs> like you know, she's like up, up with this, like the ropes and everything like that, like performing on the stage. And I just kept thinking, how did they ever get the insurance <laughs> that allowed her to do that? Because I mean, she was outside performing on the side of a building. Selena anyway. Gomez, sorry. <laughs> did someone mention Selena Gomez's performance? Um, no, I, I watched the recap of it. I, I was just, I, just I put down that she's got platinum blonde hair now and that this was her first performance after her transplant, so they made it a big was, deal yes. out of that. But then in the Grammy nominations that came out this week, the only category, and by the way, there are 13 pages of nominations, so the, what you see presented during the show, which always runs long, is only a fraction of the nominations and the categories. There are categories here that you probably didn't even know existed, but back to the point. 
The only category where I see a preponderance of women owning it is best pop solo performance. We got Kelly Clarkson, Kesha, Lady Gaga, Pink, and then Ed Sheeran. Another elephant in the room. <laughs> exactly. And what concerns me about this, and I told you this before we started the podcast, is that in both cases, it, it I'm concerned that what's happening here is that women are being seen as outstanding performers but that their music isn't being taken as seriously as music being produced by male artists because you look at these other categories and it almost just doesn't matter which category it is and the nominees are either all male or all male and one female um, even in like best traditional pop <laughs> vocal album, we've got Michael Bublé, Bob Dylan, Seth MacFarlane of all people, <laughs> um, various artists saluting Tony Bennett, and then Sarah McLachlan. She right. again the only woman, and it goes on and on like that. Um, even the one you mentioned, album of the year, all men except Lord, and I, I do find that confu- uh, concerning. Not confusing, but but just concerning because I don't want to see this as becoming a trend, even though it definitely was during these past two weeks and these two big events. Now, the AMAs are voted on by uh, average folk. The Okay, I wrote this down. The AMAs are determined by a poll of public and fans who can vote through the AMAs website. Exactly. And it, they were started by Dick Clark for exactly that purpose. He thought fans and people who go uh, pay for this music and pay to see concerts and whatever should get to choose. Exactly. Now the Grammys are just the opposite. They are voted on by people in the industry. Well, and that's, I mean, there are benefits, there are pros and cons to both because obviously you want your listeners to have a say in what they're hearing, but then by the same token, you know, that means there are some really underrated names, you know, that aren't even going to make the cut. And that's kind of where the Grammys comes in handy because, you know, people can enter it. And then, you know, for instance, like the year Nora Jones won all those Grammys, mm-hmm. you know, she kind mm-hmm. of came out of nowhere to a lot of people. True. But her music was incredible, you know, so it was very well deserved. Um, Lauren Hill. So. Yeah, well, and speaking of Lauren Hill, one of my friends pointed out that in 1999, all of the Album of the Year nominees were women. It was Cheryl Crow, Garbage, Madonna, Shania Twain, and Lauren Hill. Okay, but that was almost 20 years ago. Right, but I just mean when you compare it to this, it is kind of crazy. And right. You, you can't expect them, obviously, to sit there and, you know, divide it half and half. Oh, or no, something. no, no. I'm not suggesting anything of the kind. It's just... Um, that that going through all of these last night, it, it just was so obvious to me. I mean, it wasn't even something I was looking for. It just jumped out at me. It was like, where are all the women nominees here? You know, I, I just. Do you think it was a lack of female representation, or do you think it had more to do with just? Well, it could just sexism. be. No, I don't think it was sexism. I mean, it could just be that the men had a better year uh, this past year. I don't know, uh, and I. I I didn't have a lot to say during the rap music discussion, but I do want to make this one point about that. Um, you don't have to be the target or audience or be able to relate to it to still appreciate the quality and the artistry involved. And it's about perspective. Well, exactly. And, and you were talking, Seth, about being a white man doing it. But my sons are always asking me whether I'm listening to Kendrick Lamar. So, you know, they're into it. And I, I think... Um, 
the fact that they are dominating a lot of the Grammy nominations this year shows that there is a wider audience for their music. Yeah, and, and I think um, not, and I'm not the biggest rap fan nowadays, but um, you know, that's kind of how I grew up, and, and it just depended on who you were friends with in grade school and things like that. Sure. And you're older, and I had an older brother, so I listened, I listened to a lot of like, grunge music in the early 90s, so I don't know kind of know where I got into rap, but I feel like sometimes with pop music and um, with uh, alternative music and whatnot, I feel like it's just kind of it's hollow sometimes it's just like we want to sell radio like we want to sell downloads whatnot right i feel like this is kind of saying like you know There's people like dial it. it up yeah dial it up a little bit tell a story you know i like old country a lot you know i'm, I'm a big fan of like jerry jeff walker and and david allen co type you know and merle haggard and, and i like theirs because yeah it's country hicks singing but it's also there's a story and i'm like following the story the whole song and i'm singing along and i know exactly what's happening you know when we listen to like imagine dragon song i'm like it's just like words sometimes and i'm like i don't know what's going on in this song it's just it's just got this hook that's yeah. kind of like yeah, yeah that was a really that? awesome performance during the emmys to imagine dragon all and i can Kelly. think about is that song thunder yeah i have yeah, to that say cool. i can't stand that song <laughs> I thought it's it was like cool. one of my like least favorite songs maybe in the world well, and i actually i like imagine dragons especially um their debut album i really loved so it's not like anything i have against them as a group but that song for me that like fits into exactly what seth was saying for me just feels well, a little overplayed dry. you know and it's just but I think saturation. those are the kinds of songs that can be produced into the to, into the visuals that they did in the AMA. What they did was they they mashed up Thunder with Young Dumb and Broke, and right. it, it was awesome. I mean, that's how they opened the show. It was it was great. I mean, yeah, well, which which I, I think, mean, I, I just think that's a lot more interesting and fun than watching Jay Z stand there and rap for twenty minutes. I mean, you know, I think it's I think it's more. Uh, I could see that's more appealing on a performance standpoint. Right, but when that's I'm what talking I'm saying. about just from a listening standpoint, I feel differently. Okay, uh, speaking well. Speaking of performances, though, I wanted to ask you, Brenda, how you felt about, um, please forgive me if I say this wrong, but Alessia Cara, she performed um, Stay, and she sang it with a piano at the American Music Awards. Um, and I just wondered if you had seen it or what you thought because I thought it was beautiful and I actually I think she's really talented I'd like to see her in upcoming years up for album of the year um, right now she's you know got some catchy pop numbers but I really think there's something bigger for her I hear a little bit of like I don't know Beyonce-ness and I just I'd like to see where she goes she doesn't really um, she's not super showy She's just really um, genuine, and I thought her performance was awesome. Well, I'm, I'll admit I'm not super familiar with her. I did watch the performance. I have it listed on my notes, um, but I didn't make any special uh, notations about it. So I guess in the, you know, watching all the things back to back to back, it, it didn't particularly grab me, but I'll take your word for it. I, I love um, understated performers who can just sit down with a piano and have a great voice and capture your imagination and your oh, attention. and that's exactly what I thought that was. And Stay is not traditionally played on the radio via piano, so I mean, to hear it that way also was like Stripped a, down. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. I really like when artists can do that as well. Um, well, I'll tell you a song that I've heard way too much of. <laughs> it is Demi Lovato's Sorry Not Sorry. And she performed sorry, that 
uh, uh, <laughs> the AMAs. Louder. Um, I mean, literally, there was a two-week period where every single time I turned on the radio, it didn't matter what station I was on, except maybe the country station I listened to only because of my friend Scratch. Hey, Scratch. Um, I heard that song, and it was like, ah, stop. Well, don't, don't expect any apologies, Brenda, because it's not going to happen. Well, I just, but I'm just saying. I love that saying, I get, though. Like, I get sorry, the whole, not sorry. I, I say get, that a lot. I get yeah, the I whole like overplayed thing, though. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's just. Right. Um, well, I do want to point out that as I was going through the Grammy nominations list, there was some stuff I was, like, super pleased with. Um, let's see, Best Dance Electronic Album. There was, um. Bonobo, which awesome, super excited about that. For best alternative music album, there was Sleep Well, Beast by the National, which um, both oh, Seth and I, I have talked about be, in a former podcast. That that would love. Make you happy. Some of yeah. the other ones, you know, I was expecting Father John Misty, Arcade Fire. You know, I predicted those. So, but it's good to see the National on that list making an appearance. And then for best R&B song, the first listing is First Began by P.J. Morton. And I actually, when I went to Jazz Fest last year, I got to see PJ Morton right before Earth, Wind & Fire. And it was kind of one of those things I went to, you know, waiting for Earth, Wind & Fire. Wanted to be there early enough to get a good spot and then saw PJ Morton and I was like, oh my gosh, it was like fate. He was so talented, such an incredible voice. He retweeted me once on Twitter. Um, he's just super awesome, and so when I saw his name on that list, um, it was just super psyched. So if anyone, you know, you get a chance, listen to PJ Morton. Um, you've got Chris Stapleton for Best Country Solo Performance, awesome songwriter. You've got Tyler the Creator for Best Rap Album, super psyched about that. Um, there were just a lot of, um, you know, names that I was happy to see, so that's always good when you can run through, you know, and just pick a few that you're just psyched to see on the list, so I wasn't really too disappointed other than, like, we talked about with the female underrepresentation. but what about you guys? Were there any other names that stuck out to you? Well, I... I'm going to dig down into some of the more obscure um, categories because that's where I saw some things that made me go, really, huh? Okay. Like Best Folk Album, Cat Stevens is nominated for that. I was really surprised at that. Um, and a, a category that I think is fun and often has surprising nominees is the spoken word category. I saw because that. we've got Neil deGrasse Tyson nominated for a Grammy, Bruce Springsteen for spoken word, which I is know, I pretty that. interesting. Bernie Sanders and Carrie Fisher. So, I, you know, they all jumped out at me for that. I just thought those were some fun. Uh, nominations. Um, I saw Best Song Written for Visual Media. Oh yeah, that, that was my, yeah. You've I, got, you know, City of Stars from mm -hmm, La La Land, mm -hmm. and then I also noticed I Don't Want to Live Forever from Fifty Shades Darker, which is one of Taylor Swift's only nods because she did not meet the Grammy nomination deadlines for her album. Um, yeah, well, that, that's why she's not on the list. Just kidding. Hey, it's a good album. We talked about that. I last saw her name for in here. a collaboration nominee somewhere, but I don't <laughs> it remember is good. where. It I actually feel that way. But um, well, I loved the the music for visual media field as well. Uh, I, and I knew all of these nominees except Baby Driver. That's the only movie I hadn't seen. Guardians of the Galaxy's on here. Hidden Figures, La La Land, and Moana. If you haven't seen that movie, it is awesome. See it. It was on Netflix for a while. But yeah, those are fun categories for me too. Um, 
I mean, there, and then, then there, as I mentioned earlier, there are categories that I'll admit I just know nothing at all about, like best tropical Latin album. In fact, <laughs> there's a whole another set of Latin Grammys that are given out, but um, I mean, they're just, that's why they could never give all of these out during the show. There's just too many. Um, there would have to be episodes. It would turn into a, uh, yeah, a series. Exactly. It would have, <laughs> tune in next week for the rest of the Grammys is the way it would have to be. But um, Well, I did want to ask before we move on, I'm going to force you guys um, to put in your predictions for who's going to win Album of the Year. Oh, gosh. We'll mark it down. We'll talk about it next podcast. Well, I mean, I know who I want to win, but... You want Kendrick Lamar? Do you, yeah. want to, you want to see Kendrick Lamar win? Yeah, I feel like it was just a statement. Um, and I don't feel like the, I don't feel like Jay Z was enough. Um, I don't think it was as commercial enough. I don't think Childish Gambino. I think he's kind of underrated. But and Lord, I don't listen to Lord. <laughs> I Bruno, Bruno is just amazing in everything he does. But it, you know. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I, I love Lord, I but I wasn't a huge fan of this album as much as her first. Um, and I did listen to it all the way through. Wasn't super thrilled. I think Kendrick Lamar will win. That's my prediction as well. I would say that based more on the fact that I hear more people talk about him than anybody else. Really. I mean, when when people start talking about music, somehow, inevitably, his name comes up. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're all going with Kendrick <laughs> Lamar. So <laughs> if, if one of us loses, we all lose. Damn. <laughs> there you go. Well, what about Song of the Year? I was surprised it's, that I don't know more Despacito's of these songs. Gonna win. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was just going to say, that's yeah. another one of those songs that for a while there you couldn't turn on the radio without hearing it because it was on all the time. Will keeps singing that song, my boyfriend. He's trying to like rewrite it, and he just ends every word with Sito. <laughs> it's driving me nuts, <laughs> but I do I do actually like that song, and I think it's gonna win. That's my prediction. I've kind of avoided the uh, I've kind of avoided the radio songs a lot because I just do Pandora. When I get in my car, I sync up my phone right. and just Pandora, which is so refreshing. It really. I is. usually listen to my own music too, but I mean I've tried to keep up with most of this just for the sake of keeping up. But if you did want to know my prediction, it's Despacito. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, well, let's move on. Um, I think I was hoping we could talk just for a minute about some fun stuff, which is Christmas shopping and our Christmas plans. Oh, gosh. Um, so tell me, Seth, what have you got planned? Because you always do Christmas up big, and I know you got your first tree. Or maybe not your first tree, but a, a big tree. We graduated up to the seven and a half of a tree, and house. Janelle and I get about, my wife, we get like 10 ornaments a year. And so, like, most people that are in their 20s or, or early 30s, like, you'll see their trees, and it's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, you know, just, like, blue and red balls and some garland and a couple of, like, you know, maybe keepsakes um, that are, you know, collected or whatever like that. Ours is, we just, we don't even put on all our ornaments because there's so many. All of them mean something to us. So we put all the years on when we've been dating, but um, Janelle is not really commercial. Like, she just doesn't. Um, she doesn't buy into, you know, like... Just like Jay-Z. She, 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 she goes out and buys, like, <laughs> she goes out and buys, like, a, a dress and, and, or she finds a dress and, and it'll be, like, 20 bucks. She won't buy it, but she'll buy, like, something that's, like, 7 bucks. And whereas I'm, like, you know, nostalgic in the moment if something strikes me, you know, if I find, like, a mid-century modern piece or something like that, I buy it. And, right. and so I'm very, I'm very Christmas. I've already ordered a lot of my presents for my family. Have you? Yeah. And, and we... 
Our, us doing it big is we always do it with my, my family. So this year we're going to Colorado to Denver, which is oh, great cool. because last time oh, we went wow. it was negative 16. Ugh. It was awesome because <laughs> it was so hot here and it didn't feel like, and, you know, they came here for Christmas last year and they flew in. It was like 75. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, so I, I enjoy the seasons. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And I mean, it's really just sitting around my family and having some drinks, having some really good food and watching Die Hard and watching The Holiday and watching Love Actually. And, you know, watching a little football, my dad's got darts in his man cave, you know, it's just like, it's like spending that, like not putting on anything but pajamas, you know, like long sleeve and pajamas and... Do you do anything in the mountains? I mean, I mean yeah, obviously Denver is in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually right, hiking or it's right there. We don't go hiking so much, but we do like to, um, my mom likes to go to the casino, which is kind of up in the mountains, which is fun. And it's just really picturesque up there. Mm -hmm. And then there's um, there's some like campgrounds up there and some parks that we go to. And there's breweries up there. Like Colorado is known for its breweries. Oh, sure, yeah. That's where the Coors Brewery is, and it's yep. gorgeous. It's it's all like they have like um, wind turbines, and they have like everything's. Uh, I mean, it's all like organic and recycled stuff, and it's kind of fun to go. Even if you don't like Coors, just kind of cool. Um, but we, we literally do not leave my family's side. Like. You know how the, there's those trips when family comes to you and you're just like, I just need some time away from my family. Christmas time is like, there's no time away. It's just like us and getting the most of our family time. And we still do the same thing where we all sit around and we, my mom gets us like 30 presents and we all have our like corners. Wow. So you're just sitting there and you're like onesie, your Christmas onesie and I have the Christmas onesie. And you're sitting there. <laughs> I was there. about to ask if you had a onesie. Oh my God, you're sitting there and you're just like, you have like your 30 presents and it's an embarrassment of riches. Like you feel like you're seven. Like, I love that's that. Cool. That's so cute. Like I, I, and some people are like, "Do you like to give or get gifts?" I love to give gifts, but I love to get gifts. <laughs> it is so rewarding. See, I love that. I actually, I do love getting gifts, but I have like, I get really, I think I feel weird under pressure, and so like, I don't like uh, opening gifts in front of people mm -hmm. because I don't, I can't make the right expressions or like, you know what I mean? I don't know how to show excitement properly. <laughs> So I actually prefer to give them just because it feels like less pressure well, on me. Well, my family, I don't know how y'all's family does it, but my family is, is <laughs> they just like to buy, um, they like to make, make big deal of birthdays and Christmases, any kind of holiday. Right. I mean, Chanel recently, she, uh, she got a package from my mom and Chanel does not buy herself stuff and she works, she has to wear dresses every day. My mom since heard these packages of 12 to 15 dresses about, wow. I don't know, two or three times a year. My mom's like a personal shopper. She has great style <laughs> and, and everything's a hit with Janelle. It's crazy. Like you're thinking like, oh, like one or two dresses are going to hit. And like I take pictures of Janelle and she'll try them on. But Janelle's like, like your family's ridiculous. Like why? You know, I'm like, because we show each other love with, gifts. you know, with gifts. Well, that is, that's one of the five um, displays of affection. Is yeah. through one of and we're and gifts. we show love elsewhere. But my mom sent me she sent me a, another Christmas um, snow village thing last night. Like I just got a package and I came home and I was like and I was like oh from Amazon and I opened it up and it's part of my Christmas vacation little snow village and I was like she didn't need to it was just because so you know we, so Christmas is kind of like and I'll. I'll keep it up. We put ours up like three or four weeks ago, like ourselves. Yeah. So, and that's. You guys were on top of it. We actually, we all, Seth, Brenda, and I all rendezvoused at Target. Um, <laughs> By accident, actually. Unintentionally, <laughs> yeah. We just, that's apparently where we all hang out. And so I actually saw it. I like how free. you and Brenda are like doing normal stuff. Like she's returning <laughs> something. You're looking at shoes. I'm just in, I'm just in my Christmas sweater. I'm going to the Christmas village. <laughs> 
yeah, so Seth and his wife helped me pick out boots, and um, Brenda, I think, was more on a mission, so she was in and out, but we were all at Target on the same day, and that's where you can find us if you yeah. <laughs> ever want to meet Seth, Brenda, or I. You How do you and Target. Will celebrate Christmas? Um, so... I guess the short answer to that is we don't. Um, we will be going back home to see our families um, in Oklahoma cool. early in December. It'll be, gosh, not this week, but the week after. Um, but we're not actually going to be there on Christmas Day, which will be the first time I haven't been with my family on Christmas Day. So that's a little weird. But, you know, I still get to spend a week with them pretty close to it, so I'm not too disappointed. Um we don't really put up decor because we don't spend the money on it. I think last year for an article, I did some homemade decor mm. that turned out semi cute. Yeah. <laughs> I need to give you. I need to give you her uh, like six and a half foot tree. Like we don't even use it. If you, yeah, if you. I said we didn't have a Christmas tree, and Will came in from the garage with like a, a two, mm. like a one foot like Christmas tree with Oklahoma State University ornaments on it. So I guess we do have a tree. It's the Charlie Brown Christmas at our place. Uh, I do have Christmas albums though that we listen to. That's good. Um, so listening to Christmas music is kind of probably. So you're good. the opposite of me. You're and I make Crock-Pot hot chocolate, which is the best there is. So I feel like um, in the the truest sense that we do Christmas in a very light-mannered fashion. Low-key no. way. Well, yeah, yeah low-key Christmas. I like that, Brenda. No, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, no. Um, no Brenda, Brenda your sons are nearby. That's cool. They so are, sure and they, they, they plan to come home, um, so that'll be good. <laughs> um, but we're going to have three little children for Christmas. It's like my worst year, nightmare. So that'll be fun. Well, I'm not in our house, <laughs> which is, I guess, the ideal situation. But, uh, yeah, my sister-in-law's son and his family are coming, and they have two young children. And then my niece has a little girl who's about a year and a half old. So that's going to be fun, uh, getting be things fun. for them. And, and It'll be fun because them. they'll be there, but then they leave. So you're good. <laughs> like, you get the actually. Are you leaving? Yeah, because yeah, we all meet um, probably, well, actually, I'm oh. not sure where we're meeting, so I'm not going to commit uh, anyone to anything yet, but we usually go somewhere else, uh, one of the other family members' house. <laughs> She's like, hopefully not so, our house. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, I, was, I was cracking up last night because I was going to get groceries at Winn-Dixie, and there was like this log jam of two families at the entrance of Winn-Dixie. And I was like, okay, and there's an old woman that couldn't get by. And I was like, like, excuse me, this like woman's trying to get by and she could not get by. And they were like kinda gave me side eye and I was like, Okay, you know, like, mm-hmm. And I like helped the old lady out and I was like That's nice. But then I came when I came back, I was like two minutes. And then I came back and they were still blocking it. Wow. There's like eight kids and one was like crying uncontrollably about being burned. Oh no. And then and then the other ones were ramming carts into into the like wall. And I was just like I was like, Yeah, you know, like Maybe one day have a kid, but no rush. But not one like that. <laughs> like I was like, oh gosh, I just felt for them. I like there was two moms that were just like obviously like handling it, but they weren't really handling it. And I was like, I was like, this is every day for them going to the grocery store. It probably is. That's what's. I'm glad you noticed that because it probably is. I was like, God bless you. You are a saint, woman. <laughs> you know, like. On Savannah mentioned Christmas music, and my husband and I both are suckers for that. We have quite an extensive collection of Christmas music, and I also have Christmas jewelry and Christmas T-shirts and stuff that I wear. So, but I try to hold off until December first, which is why you haven't seen any of it yet. Ooh, I'm excited. Oh, I've, I've been wearing it. There's um. there's good there's two good Pandora stations. If you'd like, um, from what I found, there's like the traditional Christmas hall, Christmas one. That's like the main one. If you just look up like Christmas, like 
um, classic hits or something like that. But then there's like Mariah Carey Christmas, which is like all the newer stuff. But it's not new new. It just has like stuff from like 80s, mm. 90s. You know, because the traditional nice. one does not have like the Wham stuff and all that. But right. then like, but those are the like I found those are two are like the best. But it is hard to listen to Christmas now when it's like 75. And you're like going to an interview. Well, um, that, that actually kind of helps. I mean, last, that reminds you that it's Christmas even as, if it is 75. So. Well, last weekend I made Will watch The Christmas Prince on Netflix, oh which is not from Hallmark from what I understand, but it should be. Um, I don't think I know that one. Anyway, yeah, it's not a classic, but it's new. Um, and it's everything that you want out of a holiday movie. So we did watch that. Um, well, I guess let's really, really quick conclude our episode with our DM dish. Um, I'll go first. Victoria's Secret Fashion Show 2017 was last night. Loved it. It was awesome. One angel fell. It was understandable. The heels were insane. Um, but I love the Victoria's Secret Angels. I love Victoria's Secret. Um, and I thought the show was really awesome and extravagant. And I loved having a behind-the-scenes look at what they were doing. It was pretty cool. Um, what about you, Brittany? Well, my Dan dish is also Christmas related. Um, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the title of the book, but it's by Kate Jacobs and it's her knitting club series, but it's the Christmas story she did with that. So I'm reading that right now. I try to do that every Christmas season is read at least one Christmas themed book. And I also started last night a Christmas themed jigsaw puzzle, which is something nice. else I do. Nice. Just, That's cool. Well, Will, if you're listening, go to Victoria's Secret for <laughs> Savannah and Tint. I am not difficult to shop for. No, um, two things, I guess, for me. I've been watching Godless on Netflix, which is great. Um, it's about this, like, it's a kind of an old country western. Um, and basically, there's been, like, this mining accident in this town, and all the men have died. So it's all women. Oh, wow. And they're, like, besides there's, like, one sheriff that's inept, kind of. Um, but the, all the women are kind of, like, just taking over. And basically, there's like an outlaw on the run, and he's 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 taking um he's he's taken home in one of the women's houses, and there's this like really bad gang that is coming for him. So you just see this like you see this impending doom, but it, it looks cool. Like it looks like it's gonna be like good for the women, but it's just an awesome Netflix. It's Netflix produced, so it's really good. I'll and to then check that out. and then Janelle and I are going up to the mountains and talk about not having seasons here. We're going up to the mountains in like a week and a half for much needed vacation, and I hope it's like cold and I hope there's like leaves that are orange and red <laughs> and where it's like top of the mountain top like I want to just go to antique shops I want to nice. stay in the you know I just I don't know I would, I, wouldn't it be nice to have like a Georgia mountain house like vacation home? that would be it awesome would. like most people want to vacation to the beach we don't want to go to the we are in the we live at the beach <laughs> we live at the beach we want to go to the mountains or you know we want to go somewhere different yeah so, exactly like I may just never come back <laughs> until right. beach season well, that's it for Seth at the Daily News. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us today. You can listen next Wednesday for more entertainment conversation.